Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at MIDI Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But MIDI Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at MIDI Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. I love that intro so much. I love that so much, yeah. It's like a perfect length of fall and then just a nice splat sound. Just take us right in. Yeah, it's so good. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to a new episode, news episode of Geekverse Podcast. I'm one of your hosts. Did you watch Daredevil, Taylor Field? I am the other host, the man without fear, Kirkland Patzer. 
Yes. And we got some juicy topics to talk about today. Before we get to that, a couple of plugs. You can find us in the, with your internet connection in the search bar. Geekverse.ca is our home base. Geekverse cast is our Twitter. Geekverse on our Facebook. And be sure to check us out the Patreon because you can get ad-free exclusive early episodes. What's going on here? What's going New on? New challenger approaches. New challenger. I thought it was... Hiding uh, in the shadows. Travis, actually. It is always me. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I used the Chris Balga cover. No, I had to come on here quickly. Me. We're gonna we gotta trash talk yeah, here. We got some things to say. Both gonna shit on Travis here. What are you gonna shit on me for? I'm gonna shit on you because you completely. I see you on Facebook. You're ignoring my messages. For the audio <laughs> listeners, I promote this to go live at 6 p.m., which is fine. They go a little later, but Taylor's like, "Oh yeah, hail will be done for sure at six. I could have changed it. I could no, no, for sure at six. And then I keep going. And then Chris messaged me. He's like, "Are you guys going live or anything?" I'm like, "Oh, they should be." I look. It says streaming at 7:10. It's like 7:30. You guys go live, and then I message Taylor. I'm like, "Oh, what happened to six? He just ignores me. I know he's online. <laughs> I know he's ignoring me because he feels like he's in trouble. And as I said to Chris Balga, if I ever die, GB's gonna be in crumbles. But yeah, what is your shit? huh what's your shit well first of all we almost did like a two-hour review for the halo finale so that yeah. definitely set us back solid this content. is not my fault i didn't know you were setting the room up be. though for for the newscast we i were, always uh, set up the room you could have you, told know, you me asked me like when are you gonna be done and i'm like oh yeah you know six should be good and then i went in i'm like oh he actually set the room because i went to make it i'm like oh i gotta keep bumping yes. the time back and what was your shitting on, Kirkland? You had some things. Yeah, this guy is messaging me like I owe him something. Like, oh, where's my multiverses <laughs> code? I'm just, I've been waiting for this all day. Okay. It's like, okay, if you want it that badly, you should have gone on the first beta, motherfucker. What? Dylan well, gave me shit too. Dylan has his code. No, I, yeah, because that's Dylan. <laughs> again, to tell people, the multiverse beta is out. And then Clay, for once in my life, Clay is actually a good guy. Maybe I'll have to reconsider my relationship slash feud with Clay and fucking replace him with Kirkland or replace Kirkland Pats with him. They get the multiverse beta. It's two co codes and I'm waiting all day. I'm like, okay, I'm at home, but you know, I, I'll let Kirkland wait. And then Dylan's like, oh, I got the codes. Can't wait to play, but I'm doing it tomorrow. So you got Dylan, this fucker who's not playing till tomorrow. I could have jumped in there. And that means Kirkland has sent Dylan the code, not me. Are you fucking kidding me here? Oh he, my he, god! He was he was wrangling me at the start of the Halo review. He's like, "Hey, I've been waiting for my multiverses." He was. Neither of you messaged me directly. I'm been like, "Hey, on this when one. you get a chance, when you get a chance, send me that code." No, it's just like, "Where has it been? I've been waiting for hours." Like as if I owe you. Come on. You might be... play. You you might need to give me a code. But no, Kirkland did send it. This is you know not only is it a friendship thing. We're a small business. We're supposed to share these things now. I know. He's, he's hiding it over here. He's blah, 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 you know. Treat me some like like I'm some intern or something. Like, oh, this guy doesn't have my codes for me. It's like, Jesus, come on. Back <laughs> off a second. Been home for like 20 minutes watching Halo, jumping right into a re review, into a follow-up newscast, and I have to get Did you eat dinner before guys. the Halo thing? During. Barely, oh, yeah. That's I why it took codes. him so long because his mouth's so small. He can't finish dinner before. <laughs> At least Taylor can chomp. All right, I'm going to go see man. You guys have a good cast. <laughs> Goodbye, Chris oh. Belga from Earth 838 or whatever universe he's from. Get this guy out of here because I don't want to see that crotch anymore. Oh, my goodness. What a rant. It definitely fooled me. Like, I really did think it was he Travis, me, but, yeah. like, shit. Oh, you did think? Yeah. I was like, oh, Chris just doesn't have his cam on. What's going on here? Yeah. <laughs> would have more pleasant if it was Chris. Chris. It would have been more pleasant, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel all riled up now. I'm sweaty. I'm ready for action. Yeah, yeah. I'm back in the halo. Halo world now. <laughs> uh, go check out that review. Absolutely. Speaking of uh, like content, what else do we got popping off, Kirkland? What do you what do you got uh, brewing? 
I mean, as as the other, it wasn't Chris. Uh, as Travis just mentioned, he's going to see Men right now. Him and Dylan are going to be dropping a nice review for that. I sometime this weekend. Uh, tune in at some point. Keep an eye on your feeds. They'll be dropping a review for that nice eight twenty four film. Um, we got what do we got? We got Jurassic Park retro. I think going on right now. I don't know. It's it's been such a a busy week of content. Just constantly putting stuff out there. Um. We just, yeah, we just finished Halo review, as as Taylor was mentioning. Um, I feel like we're always just doing a review. Like, the downtimes that we're not doing reviews for shows, it's just a weird time, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, like it's not like I'm feeling, it's like it's like I'm missing something. I, I, I kind of like, you know, so, some extra free time ever, here and there, but, like, it, it's just a little different. I feel like maybe I'm just getting too used to these reviews, especially, you know, we just did the Moon Knight reviews. All of those are up on the feeds. So go check out that if you're watching the show for that. But, yeah, those... Those reviews, whenever we're in an in-between moment, which we are technically right now, we just recorded the last Halo review leading up. We got Obi-Wan coming up soon, Um, but yeah, I'm rambling. Plethora of content. Keep an eye on those feeds and you'll never miss anything. Go check out our Patreon. I guess Taylor, you already mentioned that. I got thrown off by the fake Chris Balga coming in here. I'm off my game now. Let's just just (laughs) go unlive and then try this again tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. First ever five-minute cast. Yeah, Yeah. we're starting fresh tomorrow. (laughs) Tune in then. Oh, well, speaking of Obi-Wan Kirkland, Star Wars Celebration is coming up here very, very quickly at the end of this month. Um, That's very exciting. It's one of the best times of the year because we're going to get, hopefully, a whole plethora of content. Uh, But... Of this content, I'm curious to know, do you think we're going to see any new shows announced? At Star Wars Celebration, yes. Uh, end, end of the month, big event, big Star Wars time. I I feel like we better get some new announcement. Um, you know, in our, our previous newscast, we were, we were bringing up some, some wild Kathleen Kennedy quotes. Um, and I've just, it's so weird because I feel like I feel like Travis was in this situation where he was fairly just putting Star Wars in a in a category that wasn't the most positive category, and it was rightfully so of just like what's been going on, uh, the track record. Those Kathleen Co- Kennedy comments that we went over on our, our previous episode really just like kind of shifted me in a direction where I thought like maybe I wasn't at the most peak for like my Star Wars hype or just in love with the Star Wars universe. Um, but I, I wasn't in like the negative sense yet. I think I was still somewhere in the neutral zone. Um, but the, like the latest comments, and then even just where we are right now um, after seeing Boba Fett and st- or yeah, the Book of Boba, I'm just I'm in a weird place for Star Wars where I love it, but I I don't want to say like I'm expecting less, but I feel like my expectations are just lower than they were, which is always a bad thing, uh, especially with something that's maybe maybe I should, maybe I should rephrase it. It's not always a bad thing, but. I think it's a bad thing when it's something like Star Wars. That's just such a established franchise, billions of dollar, uh, you know, franchise uh, made multiple movies, billion dollars each, and I I feel like now I, I'm not really expecting anything like super exciting announced, but I still hope it does. I guess um, now what that would be, I don't know because everything that they've announced already, like we haven't even. <laughs> really gotten much from that right so if they're announcing new things beyond that i think i think if it's something exciting i you know i won't lie to myself i'll probably get a little bit giddy and excited about that but still i'll be like 
what the fuck happened to this? Like, like, weren't we supposed to get more information on this Foggy project that's just in the works? You know, the the it's been stayed. Ryan Johnson's trilogy has just been on halt for a while, I guess. While he's focusing on Knives Out, it's, it's probably gonna be like nine movies of those <laughs> until Netflix is done with them. But yeah, I I don't know. Like at this point, I I. I feel like on paper it would make sense that they do it now something because it's just such a big event. Um but my I don't know. I'm not really expecting them to. It's I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Like do you I don't know. Like cuz I guess I can ask you this question. Would you prefer them to announce something new or just give us information about things that they've already announced? Because they've already announced some really exciting things, right? With the Acolyte show, um which I'm sure we'll get something about that 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 one doesn't seem to be as sketchy as some of the other projects that they announced years ago yeah acolyte has a lot of i think a lot of a strong foothold i'd say it's funny because if they announce anything new and i don't doubt it they're going to announce something um yeah you don't I, think, you think for sure they're gonna do it i think for sure they're gonna announce something and i just think at the end of the day it's it's i don't know it's like empty promises on top it's like me saying like kirkland uh, it's a surefire bet if you bet on horse number 360, uh, it's going to win you a million dollars. This is a very loose equivalency here. It's going to win you a million dollars. And I'm like, oh, but you know what? Like, on top of that, it's it's also going to rain on this day. I guarantee it. Like, it's just a whole bunch of, like, real big gambles, I feel like, at this point with Disney. And, yeah, like, they've, they've announced so much good content at first. Like, I remember right out of the gate a few years ago, when Disney started really getting into the Star Wars grind with episode seven, it was like, hey, we're doing like alternating years with movies. We're going to be doing uh, like, a few years after we're going to be doing Disney plus like TV shows and stuff like that. When they announced that, like it just seemed prime to be a Star Wars fan because it was like, hey, this year, Star Wars next year is an anthology film. Next year is another trilogy film. Next year, anthology, so forth, so forth. Then another like set of trilogy films with Ryan mm-hmm. Johnson, whatever in this time period, like it was great. It was awesome. And now it's like, what's really going on? We're not, you're announcing new things on top of things that have just, have been announced, but are not getting any speed in their sales, yeah. right? No, um, absolutely. Yeah, like I Chris agree. says here, sorry, uh, can we no, believe no. any movie news at this point until we see actual production underway? And he's totally right. No, yeah, I I agree. Sure. It, you, you didn't read that as nicely. There was a question mark in there. He actually asked a question. He didn't make oh, a statement yeah, there. Oh, yeah, there's a question mark. Can we believe mark. any movie news <laughs> at this point? You're not quite Ron Burgundy where you read it <laughs> exactly <laughs> as it's written, but still, you got the message across. But he asked, can we believe any movie news at this point until we see actual production underway? And I I don't think we can, honestly, because what you just laid out, like that 2019, was that the was that the big announcement year when they, when they actually showed off all these things? No, because um, that was just Rise of Skywalker, right? Or do you mean like the, at their D23 thing with all the yeah. TV shows and stuff? Yeah. yeah. I can't quite remember the year specifically, but whatever event that was, like, yeah, it felt like Christmas morning to be like a Star Wars fan, like just seeing all these things. And at the time, I, I don't even want to say like I was naive to think it, because I, I, I don't think... I don't think if if you thought seeing these projects and being like, are they really going to happen? I don't think it's on like here. I'm speaking for myself, but I don't. Oh, 2020 investor day. That's, that's right. That's right. Um, so I, I I don't think it should be on like me or like you or just a, a general general audience or viewer of an event like that of thinking like, is this really going to happen? Like it should be on the studio to actually be like everything we just showed like. Don't worry, it's actually a project. We're not just pulling your leg or like this is 
like an idea board or something like that. Like they're not just scratching ideas for possible projects. Like I, I think at an event like that, when they're showing off these things, like they should be pretty much set in stone. I understand that's not the easiest thing to do because life happens. Maybe a life event happens and someone has to drop out from a project, which completely kills it. Uh, definitely. I completely understand that. But still, I think, I think if, if this is becoming like a more regular thing where, especially behind star Wars, where they announce these things and then slip through the cracks and like let's say they announce seven projects and three of them actually happen like i think that's i think that's okay i get three projects which is nice but still on the other side of it it's like are you kidding me like you announced seven and not even half of them like make it through like that that's on the studio and like those people that that are like fucking that up honestly in my eyes because you're you're setting expectations of we're getting this star wars content and then it just for whatever reason doesn't happen and like i said like if it's six out of the seven projects actually happen i think that's an acceptable ratio um do you have anything to add on that or agree with me disagree no i i think you're pretty spot on like life things do happen and it pulls these people attach these projects out and it crashes and burns these projects and it's a shame but I do think that if you, uh, if you want to release and unveil, like, hey, we got ten projects all at once. It's a bold strategy that works for Marvel because they have a very consistent timeline and they have strong independent teams working on each different project. Whereas with Star Wars, like, they have good minds behind it. But if you announce ten and you get eight out of the ten, then that's definitely a success. A couple delays here and there, and that's usually the Marvel trajectory. I feel like. But with Star Wars, it's usually like, hey, we have 10 announced and then one comes out and nine have been delayed or pushed back or we have a Rangers of the Republic, which is completely canceled or something like that. Uh, or the Game of Thrones car- uh, showrunners are working on Trilogy No More, just stuff like <laughs> yeah. that. Like exactly. Feige rumors are working on a movie, no, not true. And then it just openly comes out. Yeah, excited to have this talent on the Star Wars. It's just weird shit. Very weird shit. Yeah, and I, like, there's many different factors on why, let's just say, a random project doesn't happen or certain promises don't actually come to fruition. Um, But I really feel, especially after our last cast that we had, just dissecting some of the Kathleen Kennedy comments about Solo 2, like, like, at the end of the day, it's it's up to that individual, right? Like, like, it's, like, any good or bad thing I, I think should at least somehow have something to do with the head honcho of the company, which is Kathleen Kennedy. She's the head of Lucasfilm. Mm-hmm. Um, like, and I, I think just recently with some things that might've been getting canceled or pushed back or just, you know, weird comments about like how we can never, it's impossible to recast uh, or sorry, let me actually get that right. Nearly impossible to recast an OG member of whatever star wars something like it's just i feel like she's not taking full blame about certain things and she like pushes it on certain individuals and again i haven't been fully invested in like dissecting every single one of her interviews but like that's just what i'm feeling from it um and it's just it just kind of leaves a sour taste in my mouth so like all these star wars news now like for me personally like it kind of has an asterisk until like what chris said where like am I actually going to see the production started or something like this? Like, like it's just words or it's just images on a board that says this project is happening. Like, fuck, I could do that. I could do that and push it up. The difference is I don't represent like billions of dollars worth of, or a billion dollar company, right? Like, like Disney, Star Wars, Lucasfilm. So, um, 
yeah, I I don't know. I I, I think it's funny how we kind of just went on this tangent. It's like it's like part two of our Kathleen Kennedy discussion yeah. from last episode, but um, reeling it back to our our main question of just revolving around the um, the the dar- the Star Wars Celebration Day thing is like, I think I just have some possible worries about the whole event or maybe certain announcements that'll come out because like does it mean much if we don't actually see these projects i don't know maybe i'm being too pessimistic i'm a little fired up you know just did halo review and also just riding on my my negative thoughts from last uh newscast we did Mm -hmm. revolving around those comments but i'm i'm gonna try and stay optimistic i guess especially if some like fuck you know me because i'm talking i'm talking tough talk right now but like if they just say like something like Darth Bane or something. I see that on screen. You know I'm going to be just juicing all over the place. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I hope I answered that question. I don't even, what was it even was the original question? Oh, any, any new projects? Any new projects. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah. What do we got? That's embrace the dark side. <laughs> oh, embrace the dark side, Kirkland. It's e- it happens easier than you think, Chris. Uh, I've noticed that lots of these Star Wars shows and movies never have release dates. So Marvel announces the dates years in advance and mostly hits them. Yeah, that's true. I think that kind of adds to just this vote of no confidence in Kathleen Kennedy, right? Um, she's Chancellor of Alorum right now. And uh, Palpatine's <laughs> whispering into John Favreau's ear, like, let's, let's get this underway. Yeah, and like adding on to that comment that he made of, I feel like even if something gets delayed, like a Marvel movie... Uh, um, I guess uh, I, don't, I was going to pull an example. Um, what was Black the last Panther? one? Yeah, Black Panther. There you go. Like, oh, that that's actually a really good example because that has had so many like issues outside, like so many different factors on why that would have been pushed back, but they still are committing to at least like mm-hmm. their release date. Again, it hasn't come out yet, so it is possible that something moves, but still like it's pretty much in, it's pretty damn close to the target of when they initially announced like that release date. Whereas like as Bub said, like for the star Wars content, it's just colorful images on screen where it's like, ah, this is, this is just something that that's going to be happening sometime maybe in a galaxy far, far away. Like, like, like it just, it's strange. I, it's hard to take their word for it in that sense. And maybe, I don't know, it's, it's easier to point to one person, but for me, like, is that the head of the company's position uh, to like take fault for that? I feel like it, at least a little bit. I don't know. If your job is to be approving these parts of this franchise, different mediums, shows, TV shows, movies, whatever, and you are failing at that, I think, yeah, it's, it's a representation of yourself and how you're leading this part of the company for sure. Cause you're not, she's supposed to generate sales at the end of the day and mm-hmm. she's, generating that's that's the that's that's like the name of the game the whole point of a business right so it's a media business but still it's the same thing they have to be making income the uh, and like if that's the case like i think the past couple years obviously we know we have covid and that's definitely a setback but they picked up such steam when they announced these shows and they had that conference of just accolade and obi-wan and all these different things like it really picked up steam and then there's just these lulls where like she's not bringing in a lot of profits wise and yeah you can totally rely on uh, you wouldn't want to solely rely on the likes of like Disney Plus for your profits. I think. I think movie theaters will always be able to kind of hold that prominent, dominating factor of just like here's a weekend where you just made three hundred million bucks. Like that's a pretty good weekend. So yeah. when you're dealing with Disney Plus, 
you're still bringing in profits, but how long will that last you for? Like, again, you have Mando season one, season two. That was great. It was a huge boost, and they obviously made money from that. But then you have something like Book of Boba Fett, which kind of is a little bit of a setback. And you imagine if Obi-Wan doesn't pan out, that'll be a huge kick to the curb for them. Mm-hmm. So I hope that they just stop getting deterred. They stick to these things, and Kathleen Kennedy, Kennedy can commit to these projects and really just kind of give more of her energy into keeping them alive so that Star Wars can continue to make a profit and mm-hmm. continue to, you know, fly high in stocks and all that jazz, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> yeah, it it is. A, like, the thing with Star Wars is, like, I feel like it's, especially looking at those movies, like, like say what you will about the quality of the movies, like, The Rise of Skywalker, like, that's still a billion-dollar movie. So, like, yeah. they are still making profits there. Um, I think the criteria for judging success, though, it shouldn't just be that. Because like if, yeah. if if you're putting out a billion dollar movie, but it's got like a solid fifty ish percent on Rotten Tomatoes and like really divides the the fan base, which I guess that'll happen any fucking time, especially with a, a fan base like Star Wars, just so big that there, there's always going to be complaints and just toxic fan base niches in the amongst those groups. Um, but yeah, like I I think just because the big movies are making the big bucks, like it, it it's not enough, especially if you want to be an evolving business in evolving the company or just like also evolving what star wars is like like that whole universe like it's got to be it can't just be static i they, they've introduced some new things but i i i think it's just it all comes down to like personally for me like like the where they are right now because i haven't seen all these new shows that are out like it just seems like they kind of need um a change in in leadership of direction and maybe just fresh eyes that'll come to the situation and like be able to just bring in unique ideas and it's not just kathleen kennedy like it's not just her that that are doing this but like i i don't know did do you think that it could be a more positive over negative thing if they switch out kathleen kennedy or is it i know it's risky because you have someone that you has an insane resume like she's one of the greatest producers (laughs) in like film like like her her resume is insane what Mm -hmm. she's been a part of but still, like, do they make a risk of, like, swapping someone out like that and bringing a whole new lead leadership team um, to something like that? It's it's tough because Star Wars is such an important thing and, like, one of Disney's biggest... Like, they spent so much money for it and it's it's re- generating so much revenue. Is it is it worth that risk of switching them out um, if you have someone that's putting out at least, like, things to get us money? Um, I don't know. I think... I'm going to quote uh, Harvey Dent here. You either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. And I think <laughs> I, I think that this, again, a, a little bit of a paraphrase here. I think that it's um, not 100% relatable. Like, I don't want anyone to die. God, Jesus Christ. But I just, what I'm implying with that <laughs> is that I think that she has done such a fantastic job up till recent points in time. And now that she's in this position, like in my experience and what I've seen and witnessed a lot of the times with people when they help build something and create something. And after a certain time, they eventually get to a point where they think that they're still helping and actually making this thrive, but they're creating more problems than they are solutions. And you need to, you need to take what you have teach it to a next generation, a next lineage of people that can do what you can do and have new ideas and and understand and are bringing 
this whole new fresh wave. And I think that's what she needs to do. I really, really do. I think that she needs to take what she's learned. I think she needs to just literally like not leave. I mean, move into like another consulting position or something. I see. Give the mantle to uh, another individual who is, has the, the mindset for, for this. I think that there's a lot of other people out there that could go into this position could help really just start pumping out these this content and just really start getting us going i mean look at i mean i know marvel was kind of all over the place but like look at where marvel was before kevin feige like started coming into the picture and just like hey let's there get was marvel into this. before kevin feige yeah who would have thunk right? <laughs> like it's but hard I mean, to even imagine that it at this is point. hard it's very hard but i mean that's the harsh reality of it so I just think that she should stay on as a consultant. She has a lot of experience and a lot of valuable insight and knowledge. And especially when it does come to Star Wars, she is a valuable uh, factor in that and component in that wheel. So she can offer that help to someone else who is capable of really delivering and not kind of fumbling with how they're trying to explain things and go back on their words with things and just create a ruckus because there's such a divide in the Star Wars fan base right now. And it's Mm -hmm. just tearing me apart and i need to see it fixed you're tearing me apart lisa <laughs> um <clears throat> fuck i laughed s bub's comment start growing feige clones in those tubes with snoke don't do flash cloning though we know that won't last long oh, uh, no. if you go check out halo if you don't watch halo go check our halo reviews those fun times but uh yeah it's 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 interesting uh because i feel like to be in that position i would like, if i was in her shoes i wouldn't just willingly back down like that would be such an ego hit but like there's also like it's she's not the one that would make those it's like the board you know that would be making those decisions to like at least ask her to step down or but i i, I like what you're stating how like just even like a handover period of maybe not have like this person directly just th- like this would never happen but like just can kathleen fi- uh, kath can kathleen kennedy and then just bring in like a, a, another person to fill her shoes i i definitely like what your idea was of like having her kind of be in a consulting position and have another person again just like fresh a fresh personality fresh <laughs> after everything i've sacrificed <laughs> oh it would be exactly like that too it's like profits are up <laughs> god I, I wish i knew that line specifically like the whole dialogue there but because it, it would be similar they're, they're they're making profits profits are up but you're out kathleen um but yeah no just have because she has a font of knowledge right when it comes to these things and just making things not just star wars but star wars is such a it's such a weird thing though because it, it just has so much value in it and for whatever reason lately lucasfilm hasn't been able to squeeze the most value out of it um I don't know. Maybe they're scared. Maybe they're just they're really hesitant to 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 get weird in in that universe. Um Chris a couple comments back was bringing up just like like are they scared to stay away from the Skywalkers because they've actually, you know, brought CGI Luke back in. It seems like every time they say that they're done with the Skywalker saga, there's just more things that lean that cat in that camp of we're not really getting away from it. Um that could possibly like a decision on the fly like like maybe it's like oh i think we're done from it and then it's just not going the way it's like oh how it's can we save this bring back it is right? safe yeah no yeah they knew george took the skywalker era to new heights and that's <laughs> just what they always 
freaking go back to because it's like, hey, it's safe. This made so much money back in the day. We know it's what people are familiar with and everything. It's just like, you know, you're going back to the same. You need to move on from this relationship. You keep going back to your ex. You know, you got to move on. (laughs) You can live with your own failure. Where did that bring you? (laughs) Back to me. That's what George (laughs) is doing. He's like sitting on his throne. with his. He's got the scripts ready to sell and Disney's (laughs) not buying them right now. <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy's out. George Lucas, new head of Lucasfilm. <laughs> there you go, uh, S-Pubs. There you go, S-Pubs. Costs are down, revenues are up, and stock has never been higher. <laughs> and they still got rid of them. God. Terrible board. But, uh, yeah, that was a good first. Many questions came out of that first question, so I liked it. Many questions. Um, I like Derby Gaming here. Expect pew, pew, pew panels <laughs> with more pew, pew, pew interviews. And even more pew, pew, pew surprises. If that leads like to that. me some uh, Florence Pew, give me some of that. I'll have her in Star Wars. That'd be a good addition. That'd be a really good addition. Yeah. Does she play an Ewok or? <laughs> no. Lead. Give her Not a, Ewok. Give her I mean a Wookiee. A Wookiee. Sorry. <laughs> Just a little Florence Pew. <laughs> like the weird like. Oh, my God. Oh, I wasn't even going to say what I was going to say. But uh, yeah, no, she's she's got to be a part of Star Wars sometime. Hopefully a really good project. Mm-hmm. Um, we okay. go. We got. Uh, what will they announce of uh, the already announced? Whoa! What, uh, what the <laughs> fuck did I read that? What will they show of already announced show? Announced shows. Travis there's, is writing. There's a lot of announces in, the, in those in those notes, <laughs> yeah. so I can't blame you there. Yeah. What will they show of already announced? That is terrible language, Travis. <laughs> We're shitting on you again. I know you're watching men right now, but he'll be listening to this. What will they? <laughs> what will they show of already announced shows? So. This is kind of what um, we would be expecting, uh, I guess, of like actually more information on these things. I'm really hoping we get, even if it's not like a full teaser trailer, just like one of those cinematics of, I don't know, getting us in the realm. Like, I think my mind's going Acolyte right now because that's just the one I, I think I want the most, especially after Obi-Wan, yeah. is just a feeling of of the setting, maybe a feeling of... Because I, I feel like you can really show a lot without showing a lot. I know that, that kind of sounds weird, but like even just like having like a certain theme or like music to really set a tone, that way you just have like a first flavor or taste of what that show could possibly be. I again, that is like bare minimum. We better be getting like so much more of like actual castings. I hope they show like just bring up like some of the actors that are in some of these projects. There's mm-hmm. so many that are, were announced. Um, I like it's it's. It's pretty pathetic, but like at this point, I kind of will take anything just because it's been such a drought. Um, and then just bad news with like these projects kind of slipping through the cracks or saying that we're going to focus our our energies over here or maybe we're putting this project on hold for a little bit. Um, is there anything that you're like expecting to be seen or maybe a specific show will be showing something? You, you've seen that new Mad Max, right? I haven't yet. Tom Hardy. No. Oh, you haven't seen it? She's going to make a reference. Probably since like can't. the first, probably like since the first year of the podcast, someone has told me to watch that movie and it's just been totally slipping through the cracks. But so it's not, it's not a spoiler, but there's a scene where obviously water is scarce and there's like the leader Furiosa guy. Uh, I think, I don't know their names. He's the, one of the leading guys. He's a bad dude. And he's at the top of this tower and he like opens up these gates and water just trinkles down. All these poor people wearing raggedy clothes. Okay, I've seen that gift. Poverty. Yeah, they're like reaching out <laughs> trying to get the water. That's you. You said drought. I'm like, oh, we're all down there trying to get it. And Kathy's <laughs> just out there like letting the water out a little bit. Just give us a little taste. Um, <laughs> but what would I like to see from this of the announced shows? 
I want a Bad Batch season two trailer. I think that's definitely mm. coming. Um, I would love to see. I, I don't expect anything from Ahsoka because again, that's like a 2023 thing. I would it's love next to year, see that is next year. I think next year you don't think they'll have anything. No, oh, I think okay. they'll, they'll have a little like probably uh, a couple little like teasers or something like that. But I don't think we're gonna get any footage or anything like that. That's Rosario Dawson. <laughs> they know Rosario the Dawson. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, confirmed. I think we'll definitely get an Andor trailer. Uh, and what else? I would love to see just a little bit more information on. Uh, acolyte just something mm-hmm. i mean we got the confirmation it's 100 years before phantom menace which is perfect let's run with that that's great i guess maybe we could get something for star wars vision season two right. um and then maybe on that droid show as well i'm just looking here uh so patty jenkins is obviously on the back burner a little bit because she's working more on the script for rogue squadron and then we also have uh, yeah, the untitled Kevin Feige one, Mandalorian season three trailer. I mean, that would be welcome, you know, a surprise to be sure, but a welcome one. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I, I honestly want to say they're going to kind of keep things more so under wraps than, uh, kind of exposing things. I think we'll get the bad batch and, Maybe some Mandalorian season three trailer stuff if we're lucky, and then Andor trailer for sure. Yeah, I I agree with you about the Andor one. Um, just because they, I forget what magazine it was, but they had like that that image of Obi Wan, um, or I guess I can say the actors, Ewan Mc, Ewan Mc, oh my gosh, Ewan <laughs> McGregor. Gosh, that was hard for me to say. Um, Pedro Pascal, Rosario Dawson, and then. Maybe I should know other names because I actually don't know who this actor is, but the the lad who's um, he's 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 in Andor. I, what, what's the character's name? You probably know. He's in the character, the actor, the character. The character is uh, Cassian. So yeah, Cassian. So they have images from that. So it's I don't know. I I feel like it's kind of pointy. Diego Luna. Thank you, S Bubs. Vanity Fair was the magazine. Look at this double information from S Bubs. Um, so I I I think you're not. I don't think you're far off the mark there for sure with that. Um, yeah, I have no experience with Bad Batch or anything. I think that'd be cool. You you quite like that. Well, I got spooked. It got really windy in real life there. My, the out. rain like starts pounding on like my window. It's a rainstorm <laughs> out there right now. Fuck. Is it rainy where you are? Cause it's oh, not yeah. It's dousing right wow. now. I'm living the Mad Max scene. The rain's come, water's coming <laughs> down. Like, Please. Uh, <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy is giving you the water. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so breaking the fourth wall there, but uh, no, I, I I think you I think you're right. Um, I hope we get some visions sneak sneak peek preview. I visions is so awesome, man. That that's that's some of that stuff that's very unique and and new to Star Wars. Which I hope they just l- keep leaning more in that direction of doing stuff that's so different. Um, and like for the most part, I think every everyone really loved that stuff. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Definitely. A little side tangent bar there. <laughs> um, what will they announce? will they announce any movies shows what the fuck travis <laughs> will they announce every any movies or shows so i guess new projects um that's my guess at translating isn't that the same as will they announce any new shows will they announce any movie shows movies shows <laughs> we're gonna have to uh, we're gonna have to sit down with travis and uh go over some <laughs> yeah, <it's> cool. <laughs> 
I guess he means just movies. <laughs> Any new movies. Any new movies, yeah. Um, um I I'd say no. It's which is kind of weird because it's been a while since the last Star Wars movie, like what Rise of Skywalker came out twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen. Oh yeah. my gosh, so long ago. Um I don't think they'll announce anything new. It's kind of tying into what we were talking about earlier, how like we haven't really gotten what they originally announced. So um, again, I would just kind of feel a little bitter if it's like, oh yeah, this is a brand new thing that's going to be coming out sometime. And it's like, what happened to those other projects that haven't had any further follow-up on? So I don't think we'll get any new movies announced. Um, What do you think? I'm kind of inclined to agree with you. I think we're sitting on a trilogy. We're sitting on three films. Uh, yeah, Taika, Kevin Feige, and Patty Jenkins. I mean, they announce a new movie. What does that do for us? It's like, yeah, the movie we might get in another two to three years. We're so overdue for a movie. I mean, how many movies has Marvel put out since 2019? Like, honestly, yeah. they've just been full steam ahead. So. I truly think that we need we need a trailer or something. We need to have some kind of showcase, like. And I will. I'm excited to see what Feige does. I really am. I'm excited to see what Taika does. The way they wrote the article was that they just they're not doing this cohesive storyline, but they have this kind of like umbrella, and they're all working underneath this umbrella in a storyline that's moving forward. Is how I took it. So for me, and I'm being biased here. I just think. Again, they should go with a safe option and give us that Rogue Squadron movie and just uh, make that a priority right now because I think people just need to be reminded of Star Wars in the theater. They really, really need to be reminded of that. And I think X-Wings and Rogue Squadron and setting it as like after the main trilogy as well or the the original trilogy, I think that's a great way to just get people back into this world that Disney created in the sequel era. That's, yeah. Yeah. No, I... I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm missing like those theatrical big Star Wars moments. I mean, say what you will about the quality of those movies. It's still an exciting time when you're going to a theater for a Star Wars project, even if it's an anthology film or something. So mm-hmm. yeah, we've definitely been missing that. I mean, it goes back to the Mad Max desert thing. Like we're just kind of in a drought for that. Um, and it, it doesn't really it doesn't make the most sense on why that even is a thing, you know, like for someone like Disney, at least on like on paper, I, I, th- I feel like it should make sense for them to be able to put that stuff out. But it's just, it's, it's the weird things behind the scenes that just is affecting this in whatever shape or form. So, yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, that's what says it here. What's the point of announcing a new movie if there's like four unreleased movies? He's totally right. With no info yeah. on those four movies as well. And I like this throw in a Mando cameo or something in Rogue One. Uh, if it's post between the Jedi and I'll get people in the theaters. Definitely. If you bring some of these characters from the TV shows onto the big screen, people will be like, Oh, like I, I want to see Grogu. Like people want Grogu. Like Espo's mentioned earlier in the chat, Grogu's merch is making tons of money for Disney and Lucasfilms right now. So, I mean, if you put Grogu in a movie, God damn, you know how amazing that's going to be? Holy crap. Like, Again, to people in my family that are not big Star Wars fans, like my sister and and uh, her partner, they're very much like under a rock, no internet kind of thing. Or like they have internet, but they keep well out of mainstream media as far as geek stuff goes. Complete opposite of me. 
But now when it comes to Grogu, Baby Yoda, and Mandalorian, they have Disney Plus. They love that. They have like actual like plushies of Grogu. Like it's oh, yeah. the one thing that's just kind of pulls them in for Star Wars. So this is just goes to show they need to pick these characters, put them into a big movie, and then you're just laughing. <laughs> and like as Bob said, like just give them a slightly different outfit in the movie, and then you have a whole nother line of toys and stuff to make money off of. Cause yeah, like you just said, like you're like you just laid out your sister that isn't the most like in the now of what's going on but like still like like those individuals can still get attracted to that type of character grogu just adorable Mm -hmm. like so many people that probably weren't even watching mando or anything like that like have that i work with have like grogu like little you know props and just merch and stuff like that so it is definitely a huge money maker and it's yeah get, get them in there so I'll easily buy a Black Series Grogu from Rogue Squadron, the movie. <laughs> I have two Black Series Grogu figures. I'd love some more. <laughs> um, what we got here is our next bump here. What will they show of already announced movies? I guess we kind of talked about that already. Mm-hmm. Um, any video game news? Um, yeah, you might get like some more of the what's it called the terrible title that they have for jedi what's it called jedi sacrifice or something like that <laughs> Jedi sacrifice yeah what is it called survivor <laughs> survivor god i hate that title <laughs> it's, it doesn't roll off the tongue nicely at all am i in the minority in that like how do you feel about that name i'm not big on it I you're not mean, big on it. you're not as bad on it as me though Oh, Jedi Survivor. Yeah, the tribe has you've spoken. been voted. Yeah, you've been yeah. voted off the island. Voted off the order. For, call it Fallen Order too. Exactly like Espo said. Like, geez, it's just. Anyways, name aside, I I think you'll get some more thing there. Um, it hasn't been confirmed that Cal is the protagonist, is it? Uh. Or has there been uh, like big assumption? I haven't beaten Fallen Order, so I don't even know how that ends. Like, I would so say just get, like murked or something. It's yeah. no, I would say it's massively. It's not confirmed, but I would say it's massively assumed that yeah, okay. he'd be the main character with how the story goes. It's, okay. It was pretty heavily left open for a sequel. Okay, with that character, yeah. So I don't know, maybe just show some new character models or something of something like that. Maybe give some information on what the plot is um i i'm not really expecting like a gameplay thing i, I don't know why I, I just kind of assumed that that would be shown off at another show and i don't i don't i don't know if that makes the most sense because this is their own star wars event but still it just in my in my head i feel like that's where it'd be shown off and because we haven't seen a lot about it so far i i, I think it's still a little early but i don't have much reasoning for that thought process no, that's fair um I don't know if we'll really see anything for it. Actually, I'll just piggyback on that. Things I do want to see come out of this are... Um, I'd love to know if there's any movement on Star Wars Battlefront 3. That's one of my main things. The number one thing I really want to see... And there has been discussions held about this. It's just been like a timeline kind of thing. Is Star Wars Empire at War. Same team coming back to work mm. on it. Working on a new one. The the fact that the discussions have been held with the team on that, it just has me super excited because this is something that's an it's an idea that's being played around with. And if we got a new Star Wars Fall um Fallen Order, Star Wars Empire at War, I'd be so I'd be so in love. I still play that game like on what free time I have. I play it. <laughs> I know it's so I, good. 
It's on my wish list, and it surprised me because that game is still like, it's like a, <laughs> it's like the price of like a regular game now. It's like thirty bucks or something. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, okay, I do want to try this, but like not thirty dollars worth. Want to try this? So I would definitely be in on that because I, you know me, I love my strategy games and have Star Wars, and I think that'd be mm-hmm. really really cool. That that'd be an announcement cool. that I would actually be really excited for. Definitely, like it's just a matter. It's gonna be a matter of time before we get it. Like that, that game has so much depth to it, and again, it's an age game, so the graphics are not hundred percent, but like it's it still delivers graphically, in my opinion. And just the battles you get to experience, like even the galactic conquest of like fifty five planets and choosing your faction, having the Death Star and just blowing up planets, like it's just so it's very immersive and very surreal. I, I just going into a planet with like a fleet of 50 star destroyers your super star destroyer not all at once you can only have a limit of like eight star destroyers at once kind of in battle but it's just it's such a thrilling experience and yeah i I would want another one of those on top of that um what was the other one i was thinking i'd love to just it's out of the blue but another republic commandos or something like that would be just a guilty pleasure um I think Travis mentioned like Knights of the Old Republic. He shared an article in regards to that. And I read a little bit that they're still working on it. And I guess expect like a lot to be coming out in the next little bit, like little bits of it. More information. Yeah. Over the yeah, next month, I think it said. Yeah. Cause they're remaking it from the ground up. Cause it's such an age game, which makes sense. So that'll be good to mm-hmm. see what comes out of that. Um, uh, what? Uh, oh yes. The Ubisoft one. Now they were working on a, big star wars title and i really want to see something come out of that because i really thought i think last year's e3 coverage that we did i was thinking okay we're gonna see star wars during the ubisoft conference portion not a thing and it completely shocked me to my core so i would love to see something here for that this would be the place uh we just we need to see some more star wars games and just some content that they're they're working on because it's just kind of like it's as bad as the movies right now which is very unfortunate yeah no absolutely i i agree it's another one of those things where like i i feel like you can't really go wrong of just putting out like more content more more quantities of of those types of things because there was like a period of time when like those were just like the best games coming out (laughs) from um um it wasn't lucasfilm it was like lucas Lucas lucasarts yeah lucasarts that's right and I, I remember there's just, like, a plethora of, like, really gold. I'm sure there's some really shit ones in there. But, like, even just, like, Jedi Academy, it's probably really dated now. But, like, that was a really cool, unique one. And Jedi Fallen Order is kind of the new version of that. But, yeah, let's get, let's get crazy. Let's, get a, let's just have, like, a clone-centric war game. <laughs> Maybe I'm just describing Battlefront here. <laughs> Sounds you know, like Battlefront. <laughs> yeah, more more creative minds out there uh, will come up with some, some better things, I hope. But they haven't yet because we haven't had much announcements but definitely i'm i'm excited to get some more uh kotor uh news and yeah empire roll war man yeah to get my hopes up <laughs> oh man uh we got a question from s bubs does lack of star wars movies hurt the brand yeah that's that's a great question um i it's weird because if they only are putting out let's just say let's just have a little thought experiment here like if they don't put out a movie for like a long time 10 years like does the interest of star wars go down if they're still putting out like a lot of disney plus products like mandalorian like uh you know you got your animated shows bad batch stuff like that um because 
I don't know. I I feel like that gets the Disney Plus viewers and maybe like the Star Wars fans. But I think that kind of it kind of puts the general audience members in a different camp. Well, that probably won't actually ex- that get exposed to those sort of things, and maybe like an older audience that just that aren't subscribed to. I don't know why I'm I'm a I'm ageist here. I don't know why I would just assume it's an older audience. But let's just say for this thought experiment that like the older ex- the older audience just isn't. Um, as engaged on like what's coming out on Disney plus and stuff like that. I mean, I can even just speak like just some, some older coworkers that I've talked to, like they, they didn't even know that like a lot of like, like Mandalorian or anything like, like a lot of this stuff are out, but like they still know about Star Wars. Right. Whereas if you actually get it announced in theaters, that gets all, all, all over the place. Cause you know, they're going to be just advertising that absolutely everywhere. I, they do advertise a lot for these shows, but still, I think it's just pushed even more so. Um, for the big movies because they they have like a, a whole run of um of um what's the word i'm promoting like a promotion tour and mm-hmm. they do that for sometimes for shows but still it's so it's a whole nother level especially when it comes to star wars and on the big theater screen um but like the expectations are so much higher for something like that i guess especially if it's like a main i don't want to say trilogy but like a, a main saga type film and um because i don't know like for me personally i don't think it really does like hurt the brand if we aren't getting a movie um for a while it it's weird for sure because that's obviously where it started from but like we're still getting um and i haven't even seen clone wars or bad batch or rebels or anything like that but like that's still like some good quality content for star wars wise right but i i, I still think that they're they're missing out on that the wide range of audience that you would get from a full screen theater so yeah, maybe it does hurt the brand. What What are your thoughts? I think it hurts the brand because when you do something like a book of Boba Fett, it that's that's our only reference material right now. When you're dealing with, uh, they have this cohesive storyline in Star Wars right now with the Mandalorian, and our only storyline that people can relate to in Star Wars is this time period with the Mandalorian and Boba Fett and Luke, and now with Boba Fett being not a great overall received show it sours the overall picture of Star Wars right now. And you have something like Obi-Wan that's going to come out that's hopefully going to boost up morale on everything Star Wars related, which is great. But I do, I won't say it's like a sign of weakness, but I do think that we just, we need to see a movie, a Star Wars movie. Heck, you can just make it for Disney Plus. Just show that like, hey, we have this like dominating factor. I'm going to, I thought of something here because I, I want to reference it. So when Disney bought, star wars that was back in 2012 i think in october and like yeah a decade ago and we've only gotten five movies under their uh, under their watch and their umbrella over 10 years how many has marvel done like a fuck ton of movies it's crazy i think think that's the actual number like you just look at the the commitment and how precise they were like they bought star wars and they knew exactly what they were going to do with it they were so in the zone because three years later in 2015 we got the force awakens and that movie killed it yes it had a lot of hype like avatar would being a long period of time coming back into theaters it generated buzz it had the returning cast like it was definitely what people wanted at that time, right time, right place, everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was represented again. Like the Star Wars movies kept making a billion dollars after that. And yes, they're probably mm-hmm. riding off the success of this and Rogue One. But what they started to flop with was they started off strong in this 
straightforward mindset like we know what we need to do with these movies again the timeline came out at 2015 where they showed like we're gonna have these anthology movies in between the main films it's gonna be great Mm -hmm. and then things started to get shaky and they started to fall apart and crumble after that and they haven't recuperated from that again to me it just shows that sign of weakness and that's why to me it shows the brand is hurting that's why I want to see I want to see that young Star Wars Disney again that from 2012 to 2015 we're like yeah. hey we know exactly what we're doing we're going to get this movie we're going to put it out and we are confident and stand by it we own up to it but right now they're hurting and I see that so yeah that's a good point I I also feel like maybe too um because like did every new trilogy movie make a billion dollars yeah did yeah it did okay so I I I hope, and yeah, I, I I hope they don't just see it like okay. Any time that we put out a Star Wars movie, it has to hit a billion dollars or it's a fail. I I I, I really don't want to be in a mindset because, like that's that's an insane, um, steep just price. achievement. Yeah, it is a steep price, and like I can understand why that happened because that was a part of the Skywalker trilogy, like that or saga. That that was a part of the journey that George started way back in the 70s right from episode four so i i i I don't know how like again i'm not a hey i'm not an executive or anything like that i don't even i don't know anything about like making films or anything like that but i i I think I, i think the um like a lower budget film compared to those it has a place obviously on the big screen but you would have to market it in a really certain way where like people aren't having that expectations because it's just such a big franchise where like especially even just like the board members or like people that are actually like in charge right like okay well if we're gonna focus all of our energies on this it has hit a billion dollars and the reason it hits that is because it's such an expensive undergoing (laughs) of of, like doing something like that and maybe that's why it takes so fucking long to get a movie out um so i i don't know i i i I think they have to change their perspective on, and maybe they have, again, I don't know everything that goes on behind the scenes, but I think they need to change their perspective on what is a big screen movie for Star Wars. And also the audience members might have to shift their expectations, which is next to impossible for me to just say that and for that to happen. Because if a movie comes out and it has half the budget of, I don't even know what the budget is for Rise of Skywalker. Maybe I should pull that up. Um, budget was two hundred seventy-five million dollars. Funny how I had just had that right there. But doesn't seem um, like a lot. It doesn't seem like a lot. No, <laughs> absolutely, for it to be making a billion dollars. So if you take like a third of that, you can make a really nice quality film. I mean, fuck, I love A twenty-four. They have like, especially the earlier stuff, some of the like the cheapest budgets ever, and like some of my favorite movies. So I. Um, I don't know. It, it's it's just weird when you have the name Star Wars in there, right? Because the expectations are just so askewed um, and just warped from the get-go because it's one of the most iconic franchises like of all time, especially in media. So, yeah. Great question. Uh, S-Bobs, join our Patreon. You can post your own uh, questions for our episodes. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Well, I think that wraps up everything Star Wars- wise uh mm-hmm. do you have any final thoughts on that or we want to carry on um no i don't think so um i really hope we we have a positive experience with this star wars celebration thing because that's what mm-hmm. it should be it's a celebration of star wars not just oh did you see what they talked about at the star wars celebration like i don't want that to be the outcome from it um 
fuck man that's around the time of obi-wan too so yeah, it, it should day. be yeah it should be celebrations and happiness which is not been uh not been the star wars <laughs> slogan as of late uh, but yeah anyways you want to throw out a quick ad break and then uh, we we'll might move on to something new yeah let's we'll be do it. uh we'll be right back and we're back look at that we got new lighting too randomly that's awesome yeah, that, that was, was like crazy. perfect timing <laughs> <laughs> okay where are we now Ooh, we got some stan lee cameos coming back possibly, possibly. tune in next time to find out end cast <laughs> <laughs> um yeah there's an article associated with this that i should have oh there it is there's the link i should have open that up sooner i totally missed this okay so yeah we have uh basically i guess to honor his service uh, they're gonna be they want to keep up with the cameos basically in his in these movies <laughs> so yeah i i when i was reading this article the article by the way is on the direct.com it was written by sam hargrave um and i didn't even know this but they have like a stanley universe uh let me get the actual yeah the stanley universe was formed by genius brands and it's like its own property sort of to be able to brand and it's not just him it's like i guess it is just him but also like to i think the idea of it is to like let his legacy live on and also just be attached to these things that he's brought into life like him um he is one of like the the greatest things to have happened to the comic books and stuff like it's just such an originator originator came up with so many great original things and um in the mcu to honor just what he did they they had him obviously cameo cameoing in all the movies even the hulk uh leading up until infinity war which was the last one to feature him because he had unfortunately passed away the i think the year before that 2018 i believe he passed away and then infinity war came out 2019 and um so yeah, it, it was always fun to see him in there, but then obviously we kind of uh, just figured after he, he passed, we wouldn't be seeing him on screen again. Um, but while through, reading through this article, they meant they had some quotes in here, which I definitely will pull up because I don't want to paraphrase these. Um, it's 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 something along the lines like honoring him through different, like using his likeness and maybe just what's the best way to to word it, like just his his iconic image or certain things that would be a classic Stanley to like actually honor that and possibly feature those in, po in future projects, possibly feature those in like the parks and stuff like that. Um, and I, I, I think when people initially read this art, like or probably just like the clickbait article where, and a lot of people were getting super grouchy about was like it being, okay, they're gonna just CGI Stanley into future projects to have those cameos keep going because through the stanley universe which is like the name of that thing i was explaining um they have the rights to i should have highlighted this i totally lost it i, I was right on it then i zoomed up um sorry folks bear with me um so marvel still uses oh no wrong one uh do you see it on your article oh yeah so no, we'll I don't. have the rights to use Lee's name, his likeness, and signature on big and small screens on top mm -hmm. of images, footage, and audio recordings related to him. Disney theme parks, cruise lines, and park merchandise will now be able to use his name, voice, likeness, and signature, which is kind of weird. <laughs> it's kind of weird. Um, 
I I don't think I'll ever have that deal when, when I'm all said and done. Maybe if it's time the to geek first, we're going to be using yeah. your signature after you're gone. <laughs> um, Genius Brands CEO, which Genius Brands is the ones that started Stanley Universe. Um, Andy Hayward, the CEO, called the arrangement a broad deal, explaining that it will ensure Lee can live on through digital technology and archival footage and other forms, which by reading that i would assume like things he's already appeared in it's not like they're just remaking him like they had like the tupac hologram at coachella whatever years ago um uh hayward went on to explain that that decisions with regard to his likeness will be welcomed if they're handled with taste and class <laughs> um yeah what, what are your initial thoughts on this um did did you re um S bubs in the comments. Most article titles were like Marvel buys Stanley, <laughs> and I I think that was like the vast majority of people's reaction to this is that they they were super sour because that's that's the way it seemed. Just on, at least in like the clickbait articles, or maybe just people skimmed through the article and thought that's what it was. Um, yeah, S bubs added. I think ninety percent of people didn't actually read the article, which I didn't initially because I again I I didn't even see any clickbait thing. I think I was on. I don't know. It might have even been Discord. Some people just just chatting about it, and then because the initial reaction is like, yeah, that's kind of fucked up and weird that like you have this person uh, who passed away, and then you're just like, in their words, honor him by just creating him again, and then having him feature in different things going forward. Um, but yeah, like, what was your initial thoughts on just the the hearing of this? My first impressions was yes, they're gonna be CGI Lee recreating Stanley, and that just put Stanley's the villain of the next event. <laughs> yes, full CGI Stanley. <laughs> just put a knot in my stomach. I thought, you know, yeah. and maybe I'm I'm being um, I'm trying to blank on the word uh, hypocrite. Maybe I'm being a hypocrite because like I like Rogue One, and we have um, Grandma Tarkin who CGI'd in there. Mm -hmm. CGI Leia and all that stuff for that matter. But at the end of the day, I think that it's, this is, I feel like it's different. You're dealing with a, a very big icon who just warms the hearts of so many, like millions of people that love this franchise, love comics, love superheroes. And just to kind of do that, I know they mean well, but at the same time, it does feel like it's a little disgraceful. Now, again, like, I don't know all the context of it being like, hey, maybe he did legit sign a contract saying pop me in CGI and like out the wazoo. And if he did and that's his decision, then yeah, I'll stand by that. That's his choice. But the way you explained it and how they can use, you know, different factors of his life and, you know, recordings, his image or could be on the backdrop of something. I think that's what Defenders did. Defenders on Netflix had uh, references to him through imagery and everything like that. Or even, uh, even, uh, in Spider-Verse when he's the one who sells that suit to Miles Morales. Like mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be a full on like CGI recreation of him, but just that reference. Like I really like that kind of stuff. And I think that that's something that is totally acceptable in my eyes that I think is mm -hmm. great that they could continue to keep his spirit alive with the heart of the MCU for so many things going forward. So I think, I think that's good. Yeah. It's, and, um, um, like to go further on, <laughs> what oh that's pub's comment well if they can use the signature they could just make up that he made a contract <laughs> yeah let's not get any of that shit <laughs> venom 2 he's on a magazine cover in deadpool 2 he's a mirror i didn't remember seeing him in venom 2 that's that's interesting um 
but uh yeah to just again flesh out further the the quotes that uh, the ceo andy hayward said um was it really ensures and this is in regards to him just being involved in the projects or just appearing in them it really ensures that stand through digital technology and archival footage and other forms will live in the most important venue the marvel movies and disney theme parks it's a broad deal um I'm I'm a little bit more negative on the Marvel movies side of it because again like in my eyes it's just okay are we going to be getting just more Stanley cameos um in the Disney theme parks I'm not saying I want like a a hologram Stanley being like my guide on on the parks or anything like this but just just little things to like have his like quote unquote signature on on these these things which are ideas that him and other people have just thought of from their brains, which are these like superheroes and maybe just have, I don't even know the best way to, to lay it out. So maybe I'm not the best person to pitch of like what the best way to tackle this would be, but just something, I don't know, like his, his glasses or something like on the park or something. Cause it's so iconic and like his mustache, it's, it's just, you know what that is. And I, I think just having something like that, a part of it, I have no, I have no issues with, especially in the parks. Um, but like, but yeah, it's it, it's a fine line bec- from being um, like disrespectful to just just bring someone like back from the dead, uh, for lack of a better term. And then the other s- side of that fine line is just honoring them and their legacy and what they brought. And I I think if it's handled tactful tactful tactically, um, I think that's the right word. Tactically, um, like it, it can actually be really really nice and like kind of warm the heart of just. Because, yeah, like in, um, I forget what movie it was, but it was, um, it might have been Captain Marvel or something where he had, oh, no, it wasn't Captain Marvel. It was something where there was like a little quote of his at the end of the movie instead of a cameo. Um, do you remember which one I'm talking about? I know it was a Marvel movie. I, mm. Oh, it's bugging me. Someone might, someone in the comments might remember. But, anyways, there was something like that. And, like he wasn't in the movie but still just reading that and like having his little little piece of stan lee uh mm-hmm. it just kind of warmed my heart again because of just like the life that he had spider-verse had the quote s bubs with the with the pulse yeah so and i guess he was actually in that as well so he was uh like you just mentioned he was the uh <laughs> the grimy old man selling the <laughs> the small suit it fits eventually everybody fits mm-hmm. it eventually um so yeah it's it's a tricky one like i wouldn't be the obviously i would be the best person to handle the the usage of that and navigating it to be the most respectful way but i really hope they they take their time and and do it right um and i i might be optimistic here but i i feel like they would because there's already an instance i think it was the simpsons short the good the bad oh yeah the good the bart and the loki um apparently they wanted to have a cameo of stanley in there and then marvel actually shut that down which the fact that they did that at least shows me that like okay they're at least cautious like they're not just green lighting everything there so i do hope that it actually is handled tastefully um it's putting them on cereal boxes everywhere and <laughs> stanley <O's. laughs> oh god <laughs> yeah just making like billions of dollars off his name yeah let's, let's not have that at all it's again it's that fine line because it easily could go the way that it is distasteful and it is disrespectful and um uh oh we got a comment in the chat to Laric one if the money goes to his estate and family that would be cool and i don't remember exactly how the the contract works out for that um i don't know maybe 
maybe, maybe it's somewhere in this article that I completely missed. I, I did read through it, so I I should have caught that. But uh, I would imagine a percentage, regardless, would have to go to the estate and family. Yeah. Um, if if not, that's just fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Families going, it's like, hey, what what why is why is my grandpa's name you, in here? <laughs> you do gotta be careful because I think I, I remember I mentioned this a long time ago, but um, it was an individual associated with Back to the Future. And they, he specifically set it up so that he would take certain rights to the grave with him and they could not be reproduced. And now I'm going to have to think like, yeah, when I die, I'm going to have to say, hey, you can't use anything CGI wise for my body after I'm gone. I don't trust Travis, you know, recreating me and putting me on the screen in one of his weird movies he's trying to do. Are you assuming you die first in this scenario? In my head canon, Travis dies first every time. <laughs> oh, yeah, he does. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I'll have to look in deeper to see if the money goes exactly. As, but like Taylor said, I, I think it does for sure, at least. But um, the other quote I was going to mention, which I kind of touched upon, which is... Um, uh, again, from the CEO of Genius Brands, he said, the audience revered Stan, and if it's done with taste and class and respectful of who he was, it will be welcomed. And I completely agree with that. Um, but again, it's that fine line. He is beloved personality. He is a beloved personality, and long after you and I are gone, he will remain the essence of Mar- Marvel, which I, I think, I think um, like that quote, kind of maybe put me on the more positive side of like okay i can at least see how that could be handled correctly because yeah like you don't want to just because he passed away you have stan lee is the creator of of mar like like you know like his name attached with a sense but also just his essence and being and i um <laughs> that was a weird way to say that i don't want like ultron uh stan lee's gonna be flying around everywhere <laughs> but um yeah just again like have because he was so like he put his whole essence into those characters that he's making the comics and um and just everything like i remember playing like spider-man on ps1 and he was like the the narrator at at something like that right so it's like i i feel like i didn't even know who that was at the time it was just like oh who's this narrator here but looking back on it knowing that that's stanley it's just it's a really cool thing and Mm -hmm. how involved he was it's not like he just made the comics and then these other studios profited off of his ideas and um just carried it all like he he still was really much a part of it up until he he passed away um so i really hope that is like the main priority for the way that they tackle any possible i don't even want to call them cameos just possible usages of him not necessarily just in the movies but just anything marvel related whether it be the disney parks the you know the marvel world i don't think that's what it's called but something some sort of Marvel attractions at the Disney parks and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I couldn't agree yeah. more. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, and then in regards to, I think there was a Patreon question about that. The, uh, Oh, I guess it was Maddie Sags. Maddie Patreon. Sags. Would any of you have an issue with Marvel recreating Stanley digitally with CGI for cameo appearances? And I don't want to speak for Taylor, but I feel like we both were kind of in that camp where it's like, yeah, that would be weird if they just, did the same sort of cameo of him like dropping like a funny one-liner but it's it's clearly not him that mm-hmm. i think is is on the on the like it's past the line of me not liking it <laughs> what, do you, what do you agree with me there taylor i agree I, it just feels really really off i you have it's a like, scenario just sorry i just want to add on like it, it, it's not like they're just they're it's not like they're honoring him in like a new way it's like they're just like 
almost disregarding that he had passed away and they're just trying to be like oh business as usual he's still stanley cameoing in these projects like it it because it's not the same like he is he is gravely missed and i think that they have to evolve in the usage if they go that route like they have to do it in a different way and uh in a more clever way because it's a little bit trickier when someone's passed away and you really want to honor like the family and just what he was so yeah sorry i interjected yeah no no not at all not at all um i was just gonna say that when you have when you if you're trying to do it i just feel like it's it's not it doesn't have that same meaning behind it because it's it's just it's missing something whereas if you look at rise of skywalker you have like billy lord who's playing a young leia to help as a stand-in for that sequence i think that then that has a lot of meaning to it and a lot of power behind it. And as a fan, I can get behind that. But if you just have a random actor who's CGI'd over as Stan Lee and says the line, it just feels weird. It feels like mm-hmm. they're trying to push something. And like I think Usbub said it earlier in here, I think his final appearance being Endgame was perfect. I agree oh, with 100%. that. No more after that. I'm totally on board with that, Usbub. I think that's so accurate. So, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Couldn't agree more uh anything else on the on the subject i don't think so i think we can get some more disney stuff though we can keep it going if you want oh let's keep rocking and rolling uh captain carter live action oh no no we're not going there yet i got the alert we gotta talk about daredevil first (laughs) (laughs) oh Mm. good catch good catch how are we doing time ad break time are we good uh no i think I think after we're this still and the Captain Carter topic, yeah, we'll do another ad break then. I think All we're right. good. So, Let's yeah, Daredevil, it's coming back to Disney Plus, or I guess coming back to streaming, <laughs> on a streaming service near you. Yes. Brand new Disney Plus. <laughs> um, yeah, this is very very exciting news. I I think ever since I mean, there's been murmurs for ever on what they're gonna be doing it, and then obviously we saw him on screen in Spider Man No Way Home. Um, and then I think ever since that moment, people were posing the question of like, what, where is he going to appear next? And I don't know. Did you have any like inklings that he would just get another TV series? I, I didn't at all. Honestly, I, I thought that because he had his, his Netflix series show there, he would just maybe be appearing in other projects, maybe be a part of like a team up film and then maybe down the line have his own feature film. But, um, but like knowing that he is getting his own series i i think personally like it it makes total sense to go that that route um clearly he had the cojones to lead a series already on the netflix series but now it's under a different um different streaming service entirely and now it's on disney um but yeah did you have any inklings that this would be happening i did not have any suspicions or sneaking uh vibes that this was going to happen i I know, like, he's definitely, like, the saint of the Netflix Marvel series, that's for sure. People just praise him, and I know, you can give me hate. I haven't seen the the Netflix show yet, and it's on the itinerary. I was like, you oh, You fooled Luke me. Cage. You said it in the chat. You're like, oh, this show's awesome. I can't wait to talk about it with Kirkland. I'm like... I know, I was trolling. That's why Travis okay, laughed at my comment, but... Um, no, I'm. Uh, I was always kind of like, oh, let's go Iron Fist. I'm so on board with this. Let's get into it. Uh, so you saw this. You're like, why is an Iron Fist announced? Yeah, Screw where's Iron guy? Fist? Why is yeah. he not in here? Yeah. <laughs> um, Interesting. No, I, I I thought you actually had seen it then. Okay, never mind. It's 
it's on my watch list for sure. I really want to just like take the time and binge it. I just need the time. That's the problem. But uh, yeah. yeah, it's just I'm I am I'm excited. I'm glad that we're getting this because seeing him in Spider-Man No Way Home was just super, super exciting. It had me really, really mm-hmm. stoked. So I'm happy that he's going to have a hand being held by someone in Marvel, you know, Feige to help him kind of coast through on keeping his show alive and just kind of giving us a new adventure and a new story in the same, you know, in the MCU now, which I think is fantastic. So I'm just, I'm really excited and looking forward to it and what kind of new stories will come out of it. Yeah, absolutely. I, um, like ever since the, the there was some rumors around Daredevil, it must've been in anticipation for No Way Home. And then that's where Feige dropped the line. Like if you do see Daredevil, it will be played by Charlie Cox. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of people were just really happy from that. Um, I haven't seen all of Daredevil. I've, I've at least seen, I think the full first season, um i i yeah another of those things i gotta revisit and jump in there and no reason not to now after this uh i don't even know if it's been officially announced has it been it's just been like an a plus tier <laughs> like A-tier, rumor thing yeah. yeah so i think a big announcement will be coming fairly soon for the big head honchos but nonetheless um yeah so i i seen the first season i was very very impressed i i think it's a very dark gritty show uh compared to like the other marvel stuff but again it's it's in the netflix uh comic book f- marvel movies or not movies tv series realm i think charlie cox is such a phenomenal daredevil i got so excited just seeing him on screen for no way home and it goes it goes to say something because i haven't even seen all of daredevil right so it it left such a powerful impression on me i think it's interesting because a big part of why I, I really, really liked the first season of Daredevil or all that I've seen of Daredevil was like the dark grittiness of it. Some of the best fight scenes, fight sequences like of all time that I've seen. Um, and yeah, just the character was really, really interesting and really well portrayed. And I'm not a big Daredevil fan. Like I haven't really experienced him too much in the comic books other than maybe some happenstances when he crosses over with Spider-Man. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I not the most knowledge on it, but it's so exciting to just know that like, okay, he's, he's finally getting his own project in the MCU. And this, this is better. This is on, in my opinion, this is better than him not getting his own series. And then maybe just making some appearances in movies or something, because then he would just have smaller, like smaller screen time. If it's a collab, obviously he would have to share screen with a lot of people and just him having his own series. You can really dive into the character and, and get, get weird. Go, go to, go to hell's kitchen and, ju- and just see what the, the uh, the man without fear can cook up the avocado Allah. Still don't really understand what that means, <laughs> but nonetheless, this is this is really really exciting news. And I mean, for the listeners out there, they're probably have lists, like seen all three seasons of it, so they're probably super super jazzed. I know Travis is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely scratching many people where they itch, which is great. I'm happy for them. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, speaking of being happy, we got rumors of captain carter live action show uh <laughs> i feel like we talked about this not too long ago um i think well it was tied with the multiverse of madness um it might have been in that r- review or maybe a newscast like shortly after that because the first newscast after multiverse of madness i think we were going pretty heavy spoiler discussion and we were actually talking about captain carter but mm-hmm. nonetheless um another rumor but still um possibly in her own show and i think this is a rumor that 
it's only a matter of time until it's like completely confirmed. Everybody absolutely loved Captain Britain um, in the What If series, and spoiler alert <laughs> for Multiverse of Madness here. So if you haven't seen that, uh, cover your ears for a little bit. But um, I, I like just seeing her on screen, all geared up and everything. Like it just looked so awesome. Um, I'm very very excited to to get. Um, Oh my gosh, Travis is gonna hate me right now. I'm completely forgetting the actress's name. Um, Haley Atwell. Thank you. I didn't even need help there. T- Taylor didn't even like no, pull the whiteboard Travis to pull me up. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Haley Atwell to get her back. She's the type of actress where I don't think I've seen her in absolutely anything except for like Captain America, and I'm like, I gotta, I gotta see her more things. She's so charismatic, really charming, and just really fun to have on screen. And to have her in this just badass, kick-ass role, it's gonna be super, super exciting and. Yeah, no, I'm I'm super super pumped. In the MCU 10 years cast, it was discussed. S. Bubs, man, he just he's pulling all these things. Better memory than me, and I was even on that cast. So you're looking like that hacker man in that meme. Should <laughs> 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 pull up that image for the video. Viewers. I should. <laughs> um, she was in. I guess she's in the new Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning. Oh, that's Part right. One. Yes, she is. That's right. She was in Christopher Robin. Really, she, she played the uh, the love interest, McGregor's uh, wife. Yeah. Okay. Um, what else is she in? in here? Definitely seen that movie, but I forgot about that. Hmm. Yeah, she's in a few different things. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. But anyways, uh, what are your initial thoughts on this? Is it like one of those things you're like, meh, not not surprised at all? Um, or is it surprised? I'm I'm not surprised. No, I think this is definitely. It's a it's a thing that needs to happen. I think people people want to see her come back more after she just got absolutely bopped uh, in Doctor Strange. So I think it's only fair that we kind of <laughs> we see uh, more of her um, just playing this role. Like we got the what if version where she's one of the Guardians of the Multiverse, and we have this other one now where yes, yeah, she passed away in eight three eight. I think it was, but I just want to passed away. She, she did passed more than away. that. She fucking <laughs> flopped over. Yeah, I I just <laughs> I don't know I why. Think, anytime I think of now saying like passed away, I get taken back to that moment when we were taught. I think it was like an anticipation for Last Jedi, maybe, or even like Rise of Skywalker. So like, definitely, I think we're in either Travis's podcast room or Dylan's basement. But you had mentioned that like Emperor the em- Emperor Palpatine's like, oh, when he passed, and it was such an interesting way to look at like his fucking murder that he got, his just absolute decimation when he got, just got killed. I loved how like nicely you just laid it. It's like oh the passing of uh, Palpatine. Passing <laughs> of Palpatine. Yeah. Anyways, really random side note there, but oh, carry like on. It. Um, here's this guy back again, <laughs> like you asked. <laughs> Was this the guy you wanted, or do you want the other guy? Yes, that's what you look like when you're when you were looking for some Haley Atwell. <laughs> <laughs> Haley Atwell project. The hair so stands focused. up. <laughs> I, I love, love this image. one too. Me coding yeah. in grade four. <laughs> <laughs> that's like a what? What is that? The computer too. At first, I thought it was like Sky High. Sky High. It's. Uh, Looks like a Marvel thing, superheroes, something. It totally is. So it's relevant. Those are that's yeah. clearly the Hulk and Iron Man. On yeah. there. It's clearly relevant. S Bubs, if you can tell us like what this computer is, ten <laughs> points. Ten points to Gryffindor. <laughs> um, <laughs> I wouldn't even be surprised, honestly, if you pulled that up. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Haley Atwell, Captain Carter. 
superhero squad. Fuck, he's just on it. He, he just knows. God damn. Shout he's out primed. 10 points. Just bubs right there. I got to make it official here. Uh, Classic cartoon S to your theme song. There we go. <laughs> 10 points to us, Bubs. <laughs> um, yeah, I just think Captain Carter, let's do it. Let's do it. I want to see I want to see more of that uh, universe with her in it. I think she's a fantastic character. So anything else you have if you want to add on to that or are we Gucci? Um I guess a follow-up question there is like what would you expect from a series like that? Like what would you expect the the threat being um i'd imagine it's in what 838 the the same universe that she was in because i don't or think it could be a 616 it could be a different one too i mean that is true other multiverses you could just yeah. get the exact like captain america first Avengers, same movie everything just reskinned with peggy carter it's like the what if episode but just live action yeah <laughs> she's picking up steve like she hulk was um <laughs> at the end of that trailer yeah i'm like, do you think the threat would be another Hydra threat? It's pretty tied to what the what if Captain Carter faced and also like the first Avenger. Do you think it would be more of an origin story or of one that she's already been established? Like uh, she's been Captain Carter for a while now and she's just facing new threats. I think I think it's pretty open on where they go because it's not like this is tying into the next big Avengers movie or anything like that. Right. So they have a lot of creativity in that sense, which is which is awesome because they can do something very new. Ghost Rider appears. Who knows? Let's will that into existence. I love that. Would you be kind of disappointed though if he, if he's in like another universe and it's just like, or do you think that would be like okay he's in this other universe? He'll all, th- that means that they have it on screen so it'll carry over easily. I would not be disappointed if he's in another universe because it's the same thing with Reed Richards. That just confirms yeah. like hey they're dabbling, they're going there. So definitely in it. Yeah, and then for the threat, is there anything on top of your head what you could imagine? That's a tricky one. I mean, maybe the secret empire thing oh, yeah. we're going, going into, but uh, yeah, I don't really know. Um, yeah. Yeah. Could be many different things. Cause like we were saying, like if it's a different multiverse, it could be, it could be Thanos, you know, like, like there's no reason why it couldn't be. Um, uh, hopefully not. <laughs> that'd be, yeah. Hopefully that'd not. be weird. Um, get Thanos back that early. But I think a thought process that I had initially when I heard this or not even initially when I heard this news, but just earlier today when I was thinking about it is like, is there any chance and would it be kind of weird if I don't know, man, maybe she meets up with a certain America Chavez or something that can actually transport Mm. her to a sacred timeline, a 616 type universe. And then all of a sudden we have Captain Carter like in our timeline. I, I think personally it would be, it would be kind of a, a, a bit of a thumbs down because then you're just losing like the meaning of like her and Steve, like actually having that happy ending dancing, you know, back in time. Um, I think you're also compromising uh, Wilson, right? From being a um, new Captain America. Oh yeah. 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 My mind went Wilson Sam. Fisk. I'm like, what are we doing Wilson with Fisk, yeah. what are we this with Kingpin? New Captain yeah. America. <laughs> um, no, you, you are right there, but like, it doesn't mean she has to, I don't know. Maybe she's in Britain. She's she, like, she's the captain. She's Captain Britain, right? So That's she's not true. actually established she or teams fighting up with, with her. Wilson. Teams up with her niece. It's <laughs> like a show of just the two of them together doing adventures. That's her. That's her main threat. Is, is <laughs> yeah uh, the pawnbroker or is yeah. the pawnbroker? Yeah, she's gonna take up the pawnbroker. The broker. Yeah, <laughs> the um, villain of the Peggy Carter show. Yeah. No, it's it's interesting. I again, 
I don't think that would happen. I think I think that's more a what if scenario because it's just it's too convoluted there. It's too it's too messy. It's too many moving pieces there. And um, if you, yeah, like Sbub said, incursion inbound exactly that 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 would threaten some things for sure. But it's a, it's a fun thought process at least, especially now that we're in this stage of the MCU where we have characters like America Chavez that can actually take us to di- completely different multiverses. Um, crazy where we're at now in the mcu eh? from where we started in a cave with a bucket of scraps oh yeah i know it was hulk (laughs) but still i I like that quote so (laughs) no it is crazy like we're just yeah we've come so far since disney bought into those movies now and has turned it into this so i'm glad to win here literally they literally paid to win (laughs) jesus uh well i'm gonna send it to a quick ad break and we'll be right back and we're back so we got the one and only indy anna jones indy Mm -hmm. indy anna jones i believe it was said that lucasfilm said that they will never replace him there's only one indiana jones so how do you feel about that? I love the Maybe. way you said that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you kind of took me on like a like a, a river raft there. Well, I didn't know journey. if we were turning left. I didn't know if we were turning right. It was a nice, nice articulate way to say that. But um, yeah, very, very interesting quote, especially since we were talking about, um, I mean, this episode, our last newscast, talking about Kathleen Kennedy's comments on um, the recasting of OG characters in the Star Wars universe. And here, um, Indiana Jones will not be recast for um who yeah we don't know exactly who who said that specifically maybe i'll pull that up but um it's it's weird it's it's weird also that we're just getting this another indiana jones movie even though harrison ford is just like love him i'm not gonna say he's on death's door but he's not in his prime anymore he's like injured himself on set like it's like i can't believe they're actually like doing this full indiana they're gonna kill him him they're gonna put him in the coffin (laughs) they are gonna kill him it's gonna be an on-screen death first ever (laughs) gets an oscar um but it's it is it's it's weird because it's one of those things where it's like the han solo effect where it's so hard for me to actually see harrison ford like not in that role but I don't know, like give it enough time, like you could you could probably do your own spin off of that thing, but it'll also probably be negatively received, um, because it's like, oh why why do why um like why why do this with this character when you can maybe like try a whole new maybe in like Indiana Jones realm and maybe have like a side character that kind of becomes like a new character like that. It's funny how like Crystal Skull they kind of were like hinting that like Shia LaBeouf was gonna be like taking over the mantle and that just completely fizzled out. Um, I doubt he's coming back for this. Yeah, me too. Um, S. Bub's comment. I'd say there's a hundred percent chance that there's flashbacks in Indy Five with a D. H. Harrison Ford. <sighs> You're probably not wrong. I I don't really l- want that. And my initial thoughts when we got this Indiana Jones 5 like announcement, I was super, super pumped for it, super super jazzed on it. I remember that cast, and Travis asked me if I was interested in it. I was totally interested. I love Indiana Jones. Those like original three movies are just absolutely chef's kiss. Like I, I revisit those like fairly often. Not not all like every every month, but like definitely I'd say within the last six months, I've seen all three movies. They're just such, they, they stand the t- test of time. They're so classic. They're just really fun adventure tales. Um, 
and um so like for me it, it has a close place place to my heart and i thought like crystal skull was kind of it was a lesser movie than them but still it was it was an okay end for for indie and harrison Ford was already pretty like much older than he was in the original movies and now we have this one that's coming out like when did crystal skull come out jeez i'm gonna look oh that one god, up god like 2014 i, I like think? i think no, no, way no. before that because i i think i was at like a birthday party for it um oh shit wow i feel old what 2008 is yeah 2008 exactly it's before so, avatar Dude, 2008, I was like, I was in like grade eight, I think then, grade seven, maybe, Me like too. middle school, fresh middle school. So, yeah, that's insane. Um, and now we have this one coming out many, many moons later. It's just such a, it's hard for me to still like comprehend that this is actually happening, um, especially with him like getting injured on set like that. But he seems so old in Crystal Skull, like so frail and old just in that. And now, yeah. We're a full decade later. <laughs> Christ. More so. It's insane. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but getting back to the question at hand um, is, or not even necessarily the question at hand, the, the comment of hand is like, Indian Jones will not be recast going forward. Um, I, I still feel like there is, there's value in the name Indiana Jones. Like even if it's like, do you think it's it's weird if they do like an animated Indiana Jones series? Personally, I don't think so, like at all. I think that could be gold. You don't need Harrison Ford's voice. Um and it's just like a fun cartoon tale of of just, you know, this archaeologist that's just going on these adventures. Like I I think there's actually some really good value in that. Um so I don't want to be like word for word from pulling from this this supposed quote of Indiana Jones will not be recast it, but it's like Technically, they could do that. Technically, in fifteen years, like they could recast, even though it's it's. I, I don't I don't personally think that would happen, but I don't know. What are your thoughts on it? S. Bub said it'll be fifteen years by the time the movie releases. <laughs> yeah, God, God. Damn. in memoriam, that'll be the start of the movie. R.I.P. I think an animated series would be actually pretty cool. When you mentioned yeah. that, I think that'd be a very cool uh, cool way to carry it on a little bit in a way that brings in like the new generation in as well. So. Especially with the animation they can do now with how they closed out the Clone Wars and they do in the Bad Batch. Oh, it's just beautiful animation. So that would definitely put me excited. Yeah. And then you can just keep like that name going and like relevant. Because um, I don't know, like if they never recast him, like does that does that name Indiana Jones just like eventually die out? I guess so. Everything kind of will. But still, it's because uh, like it came out in the seventies, right? Like the first one, it came out like right around the time of star Wars, I think, or like at very least, close, at least empire strikes back. Um, so 1981, yeah. I guess was it. Okay. But like for me watching those films, like they hold up, like, like they, they don't feel dated at all. Like they're, like they're really, they're really top quality movies. And, um, I, I feel like I would be a little bit torn if, if the series just eventually dies out. So I, I, I would hope that it evolved in that sense. Like I said, possibly doing an animated series or anything like that, really. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, don't really have anything else to add on that subject matter other than do we ever see this movie? <laughs> I think we will have to, if it, especially if it kills uh, Harrison Ford. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, yeah, <laughs> hopefully he doesn't kill him. Uh, this supposed to be like an Indiana Jones. Uh, I know this is not side quest, but a game too. So I mean, they're definitely just like trying right, to I remember pump that. out Indiana Jones like all around. So it's cool, cool yeah. stuff. Um, 
other we have news. yeah in other movie news we have the one and only marigot robbie Ocean's i knew you were gonna people. say it like <laughs> yeah that. i couldn't help myself there's the ron burgundy in you <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Margot Robbie is going to be popping off in a new Ocean's Eleven prequel. This one, I believe, is set in the 60s, which is very spicy. I yeah. like that. Yeah, so I, I was reading into this article earlier. Uh, what's your thoughts on Ocean's, the Ocean's movie? Have you have you seen them? Do you like them? What was the latest one with Sandra Bullock? I can't remember Ocean's that 8. one. Ocean's 8. Like I watched that cast. One. I believe Sandra Bullock was like Danny's sister or something right. like that. I enjoyed it. I quite enjoyed it a lot. I thought it was fun. It was a good time in the theater. I actually have only seen one of the original ones, but I haven't seen all of them. Really? I I haven't seen all of them. I don't have a huge familiarity with the Oceans franchise, but that last one definitely was enough to get me excited and go back Mm. and watch at least one of them. Because uh, I hadn't seen any until I watched Oceans 8. So this definitely intrigues me, especially the time period, too. I like that idea. Yeah, it could be a possible, uh, I don't know, it's possible retrospective in the future. Uh, I, I love those movies so much. Uh, my dad showed them to me when I was younger, and I didn't really, like, it's the type of movie when it has, like, really interesting comedy for, like, the dialogue. Because, um, like, they'll be saying something, like, really quick and, like, soft, but it'll be, like, a humor moment, but, like, no one's really laughing, but it's kind of, like, a sarcastic type humor. And as, like, a young kid, it kind of just went over my head, but I was I was really in it for just like the heist aspect of you have this team that's just pulling off these heists. And I, I, I thought that was so fun to see on screen, just like their master plan coming to, uh, yeah, just coming to fruition. So I, I really, really like those movies. Uh, seeing them all, like I, I used to just do like marathons of those movies when I was younger. Like I really, really like those movies. So I was very, very pumped for Ocean's 8. I was really happy that it, it was, it was actually really good. I really quite enjoyed it. Um, the whole female cast was really, was really good, really charming. Um, and yeah, like I, I, I'm really pumped to actually hear this news. Not only huge fan of Margot Robbie, Queen of the DC, <laughs> like she's just absolutely phenomenal. Um, she's actually producing it as well. She'll she'll be starting and a producer for the for for the movie Ocean's Eleven. I don't think it'll be called that. It'll be something different, I would imagine, because it is a prequel to Ocean's <laughs> Ocean's Eleven, <laughs> the yeah. first one. Um, but yeah, I agree with you on the time period. That's very, very interesting. I, I hope they do like, um, I don't know. I, I, I hope they tackle just what's the best way to phrase this? Like sixties in America, absolutely terrible time for like social injustice issues and stuff like that. I hope that actually has something to play. Um, just, just for, I don't, I don't even know, like maybe, I don't even want to pitch something because I'm just going to sound like an absolute idiot here, but just, just, I hope they utilize the time period very, very well. And I'm very excited to see like the, the costume designs and the outfits. And I, I, I just, I really hope they hit home on that. Um, oh, okay. S bubs. It's in Europe in the sixties. Okay. I was completely wrong when I read that article. Thank you for clarifying that. Um, so yeah, I guess that's a little bit different, but still sixties. That was, uh, that was actually like same time frame and last night in Soho is. So there you go. I kind of mm-hmm. have a, an idea of what that'll be like. And, some nice neon lights that that's really really exciting so i i'm super jazzed i hope it has the same feel because i think oceans 8 did a really good job at having that feel that the original three movies did have of just like the soundtrack is killer very like fast-paced movie which is (sighs) i don't even know if it's the best way to describe it but like that's the way i feel about those movies it just it feels like it's going like a really smooth pace but like 
like it's kind of fast i don't i don't know if you know you know if you don't know i'm sorry but anyways uh i'm super super pumped for this i i love Margot, and i i'm i'm so excited to see what that team puts out and again it's just i'm so excited to have this series keep going on because it easily could have died out after that third movie oceans eight was a surprise um and unlike like the all-female ghostbusters like it actually really hit home and they did a really good job with it so mm-hmm <laughs> I suppose movie ends by revealing that she's Danny's mother. Hey man, that's that's not even out of the realm of possibilities technically because no. um yeah those because he would have been like George Clooney's age, so he would have been probably born around that time. So that's that's very likely actually. So mm-hmm. um, it's got a hot mama. <laughs> it's all connected for sure. It's all connected. Yeah. Um, Snyder cut was the blueprint for Ocean. Snyder cut was the blueprint. <laughs> Uh, I don't have anything else to add on Ocean's no. prequel. I think that's yeah. all our news. Damn, look at that. Yeah, looking at Any fake news uh, topics you want to just make up on the spot? Really get the clicks? Fake news. Kathleen Kennedy, um, Red Eyes. We're going to get uh, Prey 2 uh, announced <laughs> at the D23 Expo uh, coming in September. <laughs> it's like It's like a full, like... It's like a three-minute teaser trailer for Prey 2. Meanwhile, we got a 55-second <laughs> yeah. like teaser trailer for the first <laughs> Oh, fudge. What about you? You got any fake news? I don't think so. I think most of the things I said tonight was possibly fake news because I was talking to my ass. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, super fun times. Um, yeah, no, I always love our two-man cast. It's always entertaining. And... Uh, I think I'm losing my voice, so I think this is a probably a good time to wrap it up. We did a lot of talking. We've been talking since five o'clock, so <laughs> a good fucking four and a half hours. Jesus. Hell yes. That's what Hell we do, yes. content. Actually, um there I super apologize, S Bubs. We actually missed a Patreon comment um from S Bubs. He was asking thoughts on the Daredevil reboot continuation for Disney Plus and then thoughts on how Echo will lead into it. Super, super big apologies for that. Uh, we I didn't definitely even see this one. question. I thought it was the Star yeah. Wars question. I think it was added in a little bit later in the day. So when oh, we initially checked the notes, it, it wasn't in there yet. But So yeah, we, we kind of missed the Daredevil thing. I, I had actually looked at it. I'm like, yeah, I got to remember bringing that up. So definitely my fault there, S-Bubs. But um, yeah, Taylor, quick thoughts. Repeat the question, please. <laughs> um, what are your thoughts on the Daredevil reboot slash continuation for Disney Plus? Which I guess we kind of already talked about, but what we mi- what we missed was our thoughts on how Echo, um, character that was introduced in Hawkeye, will will lead into it because supposedly she'll be in there. It makes sense to have her in there because his ties with Fisk and yeah. her connections there too. So, uh... do you think do you think it's possible that that because she's what what would you call her like her alignment like at the end of hawkeye she's kind of neutral kind of like she's she's a good character with like positive intentions but in like shitty situations um obviously there's the big reveal that um like she complete like fist killed her what was it her dad or something and then her possible love interest in the series uh was hiding that from her i definitely think you're gonna have like a <laughs> Oh my gosh. I, I didn't even think about this, but like having her interact with Daredevil, especially if she is um like she's deaf and then you have Daredevil who's supposed to be blind, like how would they actually supposed to interact with each other? And that's not Bram. me trying to be like an asshole or anything like that. Oh yeah, I guess so. Um I mean how Daredevil being in the Echo show will lead into a show. Okay. <laughs> my gosh. Sorry, S Buffs. Just slipping at the wheel here. Um 
yeah so i i, I really think it's going to be something like daredevil is going to be um obviously looking into fist the his his big villain uh from the daredevil show and then obviously it he's going to be crossing paths with echo maybe it'll lead to a nice badass fight between those two but then once again they're going to find that they're kind of on the same side common ground so probably be something like that and then it's going to be a fun team up actually um echo is the type of character which i thought she was interesting enough for her introduction in hawkeye but i i definitely think there's more layers to that onion that that'll be fun to unravel and um just explore more of her character very unique power so yeah i i i'm excited to see those two interacting i'm excited too like definitely i think again the connection's there and it'll be a cool way to kind of dive more into the street fighting crime fighting kind of realm that's not the super high expensive superheroes but it's the the street street tier um i had a point i was gonna make and i can't remember it uh but yeah no i'm just i'm looking forward to it i think she was a cool character and it'll she's a great way that's just gonna she is a great character in a way that will expand this area a little bit more and bring in some more of those characters so yeah yeah it's it's a little tough for me to like think of a specific outcome from the echo show that'll be like oh daredevil is just gonna go on 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 his own path like exactly but again you have fisk in there like that's that's gonna be obviously a big threat that'll probably transcend the echo show like i don't think he's gonna be killed off in the echo i hope not because kingpin's just such a big threat in the in the marvel universe um not necessarily the mcu yet but definitely in the marvel universe he's been a big not not an end game <laughs> Thanos level threat, but definitely on the 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 crime, the streets of New York type uh, element. So I yeah I I think it'll be that character that kind of transcends the show, which would tie them all together. But mm-hmm. we'll have to wait and see. Thanks for the comment or question, S Bubs. Big apologies for missing that initially. <laughs> oh well, I think that does it then. We can close out this episode. What is this episode number? This is 480. 480. Ooh, that's nice. It's going to be nice if we hit 500. That's a clean halfway to 1,000. <laughs> that is a clean. And then that's halfway to 2,000. That's halfway to 2,000, yeah. That's and halfway to 4,000. a quarter 000. of 10,000. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I guess we'll be back um, at some point. <laughs> I mean, just I mean, unless we get canceled, but that's check out our Halo review. You got a mid yeah. review coming out this weekend. Tons of content. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be good, and then yeah, we'll be back for Obi One next week. It's gonna be just snazzy. I can't wait. It's gonna be a next good week, week already. Week. Oh my goodness, this month is yeah. flying, man. Is this whole flying. year has been going crazy. Going too crazy. But yeah, thanks again, everyone in the chat for tuning in, stopping by, and we'll see you in the search bar. Peace.